0: No words yet of when high schoolers would return to in-person learning. Correspondent Meg Oliver is in Philadelphia where schools are still not open. I'm missing the connections with my students. Uh, Third grade teacher David Malone has been teaching from his basement since last March. We are going to read a story called Get Better Ned. Do you want to return in person? 100%.
1: Absolutely. If all safety measures are met then I do want to go back to school.
0: Malone is one of thousands of Philadelphia teachers who refuse to return to their classrooms due to safety concerns. We have very old ventilation systems in our building. The Baltimore Sun is reporting regular testing of all students and staff in city schools there will begin in March as a way to cut down on the spread of COVID-19. An NBA team is breaking with a professional sports pre-game tradition.
1: Here's correspondent Jim Kusula. The Dallas Mavericks have not played the National Anthem at their 12 home games this season and do not plan to play it for at least the remainder of the season and perhaps beyond. Team owner Mark Cuban refuses to say why. Many professional athletes have used the National Anthem to protest racial justice and other causes.
0: And checking early numbers on Wall Street, Dow futures are higher.
2: This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. This financial update is sponsored by Indeed. The private
0: sector is now feeling the harsh impact of the pandemic as ADP reports a drop in private payrolls for the first time since April. Companies dropped 123,000 jobs in December, while economists had predicted an increase of at least 60,000. The negative turn comes after seven consecutive months of growth. Via meta frozen ice cream cakes will return to stores this year. The decadent dessert is made up of a frozen vanilla base intertwined among chocolate layers molded into cake form. It's one of 25 new treats announced by parent company Unilever. The Anetta bills itself as portion for an entire family, but sharing is always optional.
2: With Indeed, there's no waiting for real results. Indeed searches through the millions of resumes in their database to deliver great candidates who fit your job description instantly. Claim your $75 credit towards your first upgraded post at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply.
0: It's a final batch of pancakes for this marketing celebrity. Here's correspondent Matt Piper. What was Aunt Jemima?
2: Just pour out Aunt Jemima buckwheat mix
0: from... Is now Pearl Mowing Company. Quaker Oats made the change after an announcement last summer that it will retire the former brand, saying the character's origins are based on a racial stereotype. The name Aunt Jemima was long criticized as a racist caricature of a black woman stemming from slavery. While the new name and logo will go on the brand's new packaging, Aunt Jemima products will continue to be sold until June. Matt
2: Piper, CBS News.
0: More Americans are making the decision to have their terminally ill loved ones die at home rather than in nursing homes and hospice settings, mostly to avoid saying farewell to loved ones from behind barriers because of the pandemic. Hospices are seeing double-digit percentage increases in the number of patients being cared for at home. I'm Cammy McCormick, CBS News.
2: Have you heard? A secret hoard of 1888 Morgan Silver Dollars has been found. These gorgeous 1888 O Morgans are as bright and shiny as the day they were struck. And less than 500 of these coins are available. Coin experts are calling the Great Southern Treasury Hoard an incredible opportunity. Just call GovMint at 1-800-719-9079 and you are guaranteed a mint condition 1888 Morgan Silver Dollar. Featuring the iconic O Mint mark of the New Orleans Mint. These 132-year-old coins were found in sealed bags that have been untouched since 1888. That makes these unopened bags of Morgan Silver Dollars extremely rare. To learn more, call 1-800-719-9079. Call now and you'll receive a free American Coin Collector's Bonus Package. A $10 value, free with every order. Call 1-800-719-9079 now to secure your 1888 old Morgan Silver Dollar coins before they sell out. That's 1-800-719-9079. Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each, open 1030 a.m. until 9 p.m. Head on over to Larry's Doghouse at 410 West Union Street in Athens. Siemens Grocery has been serving the community since 1951,
0: a locally owned and operated grocery store. The butcher is still in at Siemens with fresh cuts of meat, and if you need a special cut, just call ahead. Siemens Deli offers delicious, ready-to-eat foods for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and offers Amish meats and cheeses from Holmes County, Ohio. When it's worth having the very best, the feel of a small mom and pop store, go to Siemens, 305 West Union Street, Athens.
2: We espouse a home-based model because uh, really, it allows us to get to know the client and the situations that they live in and their family dynamics much better. Our mission is about bringing the best to the table and helping people to find what their best is will walk beside that individual and that family to provide stability and safety. At Century National Bank, we believe strong communities are built with local volunteers, donations, and leadership. Last year, we supported 301 local organizations and donated more than $393,000 to our local communities. Our bankers care about helping our entire community thrive and prosper. Century National Bank is committed to investing money locally and doing everything in our power to support the people and groups in our neighborhoods. Century National Bank, Division of the Park National Bank. Member FDIC, CenturyNationalBank.com.
3: Hi, this
1: is Connor. How can I help you? Hi, Connor. It's Dean from Ohio Means Jobs, Atkins County. I wanted to call and invite you to our annual career fair. This year, we will won virtual with the Ozone Virtual Career Fair on February 24th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Sounds great. So, job seekers need to register, register now at hireboom.org slash ohcone one or visit us at ohiomeansjobs.com. Thanks for
2: your call, Dean. That's the Ozone Virtual Center Career Fair, February 24th, 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. See you online. I am EPG, Inept Tech, 2468. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw,
1: raw, raw. Coach Turf, here we are at midweek once again. We're in between ball games and... My stover part of the week because this is when we get to put all them past ball games in the past. We're not worried about what game's coming up yet because it's too early to think about it and we can just tell all the fans about all the lore and legends of football and the history of inept tech. We certainly have enjoyed discussing uh, the history of inept football with you here and uh, some terminology that we didn't really realize started here. Well, lots of it. You know, just for example, you probably heard uh, some of them boys on defense, what they call strong safety. Strong safety on every team, right? That's right. Everybody has one, and that started right here at AppTech, and that goes back to 1954. And uh, we was getting ready to play E I E I O. You know, that was the folks that uh, we was playing this week. And back in 1954, they had another good ball club. They in fact, the EIEO, they got a fine player here, fine player there, here, fine player there, fine in fact, they got a fine player everywhere. And that year, they just had a special fine, player at tight end, a fellow named Bull Norman, and uh, we had our safety man, uh, Wimp Williams, back then. You know, Wimp went on to be a fine uh, uh, strength coach later on in his career, but uh, Wimp wasn't a real strong boy, and and the coaches was uh, looking at me and saying, you know, Wimp, they ain't never going to get Wimp to guard old Bull Norman there on off. What we need is a stronger safety. So we got somebody else to take his place. We got B.O. Baxter, and he was a little stronger boy to take his place. And, and from there on in, the fellow got, uh, guards are tied in on defense. has always been called a strong safety. Very interesting, Coach. I'll be back with more inept tech football history with Coach Art Turf right after we pause for this message. Weenie Wednesday. Coach, it never ceases to amaze me how much football terminology actually originated right here at Inept Tech. We well, that's said, the reason for one of these here programs is to let all the fans know just what a fine program we have, so they'll uh, come out and support the oysters and come to our ball games. The strong safety, that uh, terminology actually developed right here and started right here at NAP Tech. You know, folks use that. Every team has one and started right here at Inept Tech and something else most teams have is a is a taxi squad and you were telling me during the commercial that that actually developed right here. that's right. Right here, Napp Tech started back in 1962. You know, we was getting ready to go to, to play Inferno State right there at the start of the ball season. And boy, it was still hot. It was real hot. And it always is hot there at Inferno State. And we was thinking that uh, our boys, not being in as good a shape as they probably could have been, we was probably going to need a whole lot more boys than what we had. And you know, we can only fit so many boys in that 1937 Packard. And we got to be real careful when we make road trips not to put too many boys in there. So we we decided what we was going to do, seeing as uh, we needed some extra fellas, we got a taxi cab and got some extra boys and put them in there, and, and uh, them boys were out there on the field dropping like flies, and we quick rushed out to the cab and got them boys and put them in the ballroom. So now, any time you have some boys come in from uh, not on the regular ball club, they call that being on the taxi squad. Sounds like it was a good plan, Coach. Well, it was if the uh, cabbie hadn't left the meter running. Hey,
2: listening again, sports fans, the Pack interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of MX Tech, the coaching legend in his own the one and only Coach Art Turp. In our 71st tournament to Southeast Ohio, AM 970, and 97one FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. Oh my.
3: Coach Art Church, and so many fun things. Anyway, good morning, folks. Welcome. Uh, 36 hours, I guess. I'm kind of looking forward to it. I think uh, it's it's exciting. Even though I have to drive up to Columbus uh, for an 8.30 appointment tomorrow morning. Mercy. And, And that's supposed to be the height of the mess, right? So anyway, we'll be careful. Um, good morning, folks. Welcome to uh, Party Line, a free-for-all today. And, uh, I think we have, um... See, we have a guest tomorrow, right? Yeah. No. yeah. Friday. <coughs> no, well, that's Friday. Not morning. tomorrow, I meant... <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting mixed up. Let me turn your mic on there, that helps. Good morning. Friday, Dr. Ellen Keller... uh yes. Kenner, rather, will be joining us. Um... She is a clinical psychologist and a relationship specialist. And, um, you know, between COVID and um, different things that are going on, there's additional stresses being created that um, can affect relationships and so on. So, we're going to talk about all those sort of things. And that's on Friday. Next week, we have a number of guests, by the way. Uh, Well, I could name them, too, I guess. Um, Lenny Eliason, our county commissioner. Steve Patterson, the mayor. Gene Demonski, the executive director of our um, uh, job and family services, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And uh, the following week's filling up, too. So, um, you know, the one thing that bothers me just a touch although I guess you folks always have to put up with it, is that um, we don't get to have our guests come into the studio very often. You know, we're trying to be very cautious about this COVID stuff. Yep. So um, uh, we, we've, uh, you know, gone to telephonic interviews, and like Jean, I really like her, Jean Demonsky, and, and others, uh, you know. So I want to see them in person. But you can't. And, and that's the same with your friends and neighbors and stuff. You want to go out to dinner with them, but either they're ticklish or you're ticklish about the concept of uh, future exposure and stuff like that. I get it. Yeah. But it bugs me. Yeah. Yeah,
4: we've got to sacrifice a few things along the way. And that, you know, obviously is one of them.
3: February 10th is the date. This is National Umbrella Day. I have an umbrella in my vehicle. We have a, um, what do you call it, a, a porcelain, nice-looking container, tall, narrow on the back porch, full of umbrellas. So you'd step out the door, grab an umbrella, and walk on, right? Yep. Um, but how often do I use one? Not very often. But um, I used to years ago. Anyway, National Umbrella Day today, National Cream Cheese Brownie Day. That. You put cream cheese and chocolate together, and, well, how can you go wrong, right?
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yes.
3: And this is a weird one, National Home Warranty
4: Day. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought when I read that, too. I thought, what in the world is that all about? And after I read into it, I thought, well, this makes perfect sense about protecting things in your home with warranties on, like, Appliances, mm-hmm. computers, heating and cooling systems, things like that to make sure that they are up to date, identified, things like that. So brings awareness to make sure that uh, your home warranty is up to date. You know,
3: and this weekend, we w- we went to Troyer's. Now, folks, if you've never heard of Troyer's, uh, I don't think it's been around a long time, maybe less than a year. But it's uh, just past Albany a little ways. It's hard to find. But it is, um, I'm going to call it an Amish shop. Now, shop sounds more like Knickknacks and things like that, you know? Yeah. But one of the things Amish are really uh, interested in is like um, a certain degree of naturalness, right? Yeah. So wood burning they had dozens and dozens of different types of wood-burning equipment. And, and, you know, for heating your home. Um, you know, they, they have, um, I don't remember if I saw them there, but at other army stores, I've seen kerosene refrigerators. Think of that. Yeah. Um, they had all sorts of outdoor cooking in in fireplace and uh, what do you call it? Uh, fire rings, fire pits, fire pits. That's it. Yeah. And um, and some with uh, you know big um, kettles that could be suspended over the the heat and uh, just all sorts of interesting things that would be so much fun in the backyard. Um, but, you know, there's, there's um, appliances like um, hot water heaters that don't have a tank. So they're on demand. And they use, I, I think, electricity uh, instead of natural gas or something like that. Now, that's not something you'd find out there because, in in theory, the Amish are reluctant to use uh, electricity. Right. But the point is, even... um, I think my daughter has uh, two of those in their home. Uh, And they... They think very highly of them, and they never run out of hot water. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, like if um, two or three people are taking showers, one right after the other, the last one might end up with just lukewarm water. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Um,
4: and that will definitely wake you up in the morning. <laughs>
3: yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, how do we get off on this?
4: Oh, you, uh, you were talking about visiting... Uh, Troyers
3: yeah.
4: out there, and with uh, home warranties, you know things like that.
3: Years ago, I discovered—I um, think it's Layman's L-E-H-M-A-N-S, and I want to say Kidron, Ohio. <coughs> it is huge. And it is an Amish. Um, it's an Amish country, certainly, and there's they even have you know competitors up there. Um, but the the items they had to offer were so unique. Kerosene ranges, right? Yeah. Yes, um, you
4: you are right. It, it uh, hardware store in Kidron, Ohio.
3: Lehman. So you just looked it up. Yep. I see
4: Lehman's hardware store, and uh, you can order online, just like many yeah. places now. And do. they
3: they um, you get on their mailing list, and you'll be fascinated by the unique things they have. Oh my, yeah. And um, <clears throat> anyway,
4: they have them listed. Uh, In a little town called Dalton, Ohio, is their mailing address, but it's Kidron Road, and they say their location is uh, in Amish country there in Kidron.
3: Mm -hmm. And, of course, you know, folks, any of you that have listened for years to our program, Worcester is like Mecca to my family. You know, at 4 o'clock each afternoon, we, we bow toward Mecca. Um or whatever that thing is. You know what I mean. But um uh, the College of Worcester, Worcester, Ohio, all of that very deep in our roots. Our family roots. Well enough of this. Wow,
4: well, there I was just looking at the the listing of products they have there. My goodness. Well give me an example. Oh I'm you know, furniture, uh oil lamps Mm -hmm. wood cook stoves um but you know on and on the the jams jellies foods oh yes um you know lots of (laughs) just whatever you want to find recipes um and trayers is a small version of that okay yeah flowers baskets sewing machines
3: well it's just past albany a little ways in the uh the, the one thing that i was wondering as i was driving up to it was i'm on a one-lane gravel road.
4: <laughs> what,
3: yeah. what if somebody's coming the other way? <laughs> yeah. but a uh, beautiful building.
4: yes it is. really nice.
3: all right. well anyway, we just gave them a nice plug so yeah. <laughs>
4: Maybe we should talk to them about promotions. (laughs) Well, I want to,
3: because I think it is so unique people would love. I I meant Layman's, but I guess we did Troyer's, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Layman's, I'm on their mailing list. Yeah. By mailing list, I mean email and stuff like that.
4: Yeah. How about this? Can't find it at Layman's? Come see us at Troyer's in Albany. It's a short distance. Yeah. Shorter than layman's.
3: <laughs> all right. Well, today is, uh, let's see here. We did all of that. National Home Warranty Day is what started all of this. Yep. Um, let's see. Historical events. Um, in the year 60, right? Now, uh, this is 2021 now. But in the year 60, St. Paul thought to have shipwrecked at Malta. 1720, Edmund Halley, it might be Halley, appointed as the second astronomer royal at the Greenwich Observatory. 1763, the Treaty of Paris ends the French-Indian War, surrendering Canada to Britain. 1824, Simon Bolivar, named dictator by the Congress of Peru. 1906, British battleship HMS Dreadnought launches after only 100 days. Renders all other capital ships obsolete with its revolutionary design. That's one I'd like to look up. Next one. 1952. India holds its first general election. The Prime Minister, Jawaharlal Nehru, oh, Nehru, remains in power. Think of that. Yeah. Still in power after fifty some years. Um let's see, famous birthdays. Boris Pasternak. Now I'm inclined to think he's an actor. He is a poet. Okay. Well he has a certain look about him. Yeah. A Russian poet,
4: novelist, and literary translator.
3: Born on this date in 1890, died in 1960. Excuse my gravelly voice here. Uh, This guy looks um, officially uh, Harold McMillan, who was born in 1894 on this date, died in 1986.
4: He was the, or is a former prime minister of the U.K., That's where it is. 1957 to 63, caricatured as Super Mac. He was known for his pragmatism, wit, and unflappability.
3: The picture doesn't show that, but, I mean, you know, sometimes you can take a glance at somebody and just guess their personality a little bit. Anyway. Elizabeth Banks, who is uh, celebrating her 47th birthday today, I would say she's an actress. You are correct.
4: She's known for playing Effie Trinket in the Hunger Games
3: film series. William Tyne um, uh, Price, her 94th birthday today, and she still looks great. think i saw
4: two members of the ventures remember them musical group yes play a lot of instrumentals both have birthdays today one is 88 and i think the other is
3: 77. famous deaths arthur miller um died on this date in 2005. he was born by the way in uh, 1915. American playwright and essayist
4: in the 20th century American theater. His most popular plays, All My Sons, Death of a Salesman, The Crucible, and A View from the Bridge.
3: I've participated in three of those shows. Ah, oh. Not his version, but I mean, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Shirley Temple died on this date in 2014. She was born in 1928. And we shouldn't need to describe her
4: too much nope. to you. Nope. She was a young child actress when she first started. One too bad as an adult either. Yeah, exactly. Yes. All right. Um, I have something here that I don't know if we mentioned this yesterday or not, but on the dates in history, you know, speaking of weather that we've had the last, what, few days mm-hmm. uh, on this yesterday date, in 1870, the U.S. Weather Bureau was
3: established. 1870. Folks, um, just a little tidbit here of information. Many of you remember the name Ted Jacobson. Yes. Uh, Ted was um, um, kind of one of the head honchos over at WUB. He then joined us, he hosted the morning show for many years, just a great guy. Uh, Ted uh, is still in town and he is our official weather observer for this region. Was up on Columbia. Um, I got a note from him this morning which I forwarded on to a couple of our personnel, including you, Scott. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Saying that they're offering a weather spotter class, the National Weather Service. And I thought of three or four people on our staff who might enjoy getting that or or learning it. And I sent it on to them. But, uh, you know, the weather is... Always a point of conversation, even when it needn't be. Um, we always, if we don't know what, what else to say, we say something about the weather, right? Yeah. Seems like it, yes. So um, if we can add to the uh, accurate information by having some more spotters involved, why not? All right. I brought in a story this morning. I'm going to try to keep it a little bit brief because it it could be interpreted as kind of saying this company is better than that company, and I don't want it to be. I just want it to be factual. So you've heard me speak of the Wallet Hub organization. So um, basically, we're talking about car insurance, automobile insurance. Um, And this is a summary, not the big report that I normally bring in. So they say, with President's Day approaching and COVID-19 causing drastic changes in people's driving habits and personal finances, WalletHub today released a new report on the states with the cheapest and most expensive car insurance. Um, along with a review, that's a poorly written sentence. Anyway, uh, let me just skip to the meat of it. Based on Wallet Hub's analysis, Ohio is determined to be the seventh cheapest state for car insurance in 2021. That's good, right?
4: Sure, yeah.
3: So here are some of the points. It says the top five cheap car insurance companies in Ohio, Geico. USAA, Erie, Greens Mutual, and coming in 5th, State Farm. Now, um, me, I just go to my agent who I trust thoroughly and ask them to do what's right for me. Um, and I trust them. But I guess if you wanted to get more involved, you could. Yeah, if you want so, to do a little shopping around. Yeah. Um, so other key findings. They say full coverage car insurance, full coverage, costs 171% more than minimum coverage here in Ohio on average. 16-year-olds, like new drivers pay 437% more for car insurance than someone who's 55. Drivers that have a DUI, which is driving under the influence, they pay 88% more for car insurance than drivers with a clean record in Ohio. 61 million Americans have reduced their car insurance coverage due to COVID. I didn't know that. 61% have made a change because of COVID. Wow, that's quite a bit. No No one's driving. 105 million Americans say they're not getting their money's worth from their car insurance. 55 million Americans have second thoughts about owning a car due to COVID. Well, those are the points I wanted to bring out from that report. Okay. I, some insurance
4: companies have even offered credits toward uh, premiums. Yes. Because of you're, less driving. Driving less, Yeah. yeah. Which is, uh, <laughs> you know. You you pay a lot for insurance anyway, so kind of their way of you know saying yeah we realize you're probably not driving
3: as much. With today's technologies, there are what a half dozen companies that uh, um, they link into your cell phone. And so they can determine that you're driving the speed limit or that you're driving faster than you ought to be or more carelessly than you ought to be. And they adjust your fees according to their findings based upon monitoring you in real time. Um, I think that's pretty weird. I mean, pretty cool, even. Yeah. Weird and cool. Yeah. At the same time.
4: I think they can also determine how far you're driving each week, each month. Oh, sure. How many miles. Yeah. You know, the lesser amount of miles, the better rate they can probably offer. Okay, now
3: this is really important. Uh, Did you know that two rats... One male, one female. Oh, boy. Can parent parent 15,000 offspring in less than a year? Ugh. There was a time when I was working at Playhouse on the Green in Columbus. I love my years there. It were the uh, all the guys that worked out in the scene shop in different people eventually we have built a maze out of scrap lumber for pet rodents, okay. So some of them what was that um, guinea pig, guinea pig. Um, many of them had guinea pigs. And eventually, the, the animal that became the most interesting for one to own was a rat. Ugh. Why? <laughs> well, they're not that bad. They're just, you know... They're just rats, right? <laughs> I mean, you can pet them. They're fuzzy. They're warm. Um, of course, they have a certain reputation... Which guinea pigs don't have. But anyway, we had this huge maze of scrap lumber. uh, And they could go through all sorts of different passageways back behind the shop, the scene shop. Okay. Well, anyway, two rats can parent 15,000 rats in less than a year. Yeah, a pretty big maze for that. A lot of scrap lumber. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I don't know where that came from, but I just thought I'd throw it in. Let's talk about COVID. Or do you want something else weird? Yeah, Yeah. why not?
4: We'll do one more. Before you want to go to Okay, so COVID. say you
3: are a literary writer. In literature, the average length of a sentence is around thirty five words
2: hmm.
3: Um Did you know eating in dim light reduces your appetite? I did not know that. Now, think about that a bit. I have been to some of our nation's most famous restaurants over my lifetime. With my parents and sometimes at my own choosing. You go in there and it's it's kind of dark and romantic and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm that that doesn't match you know because here you are at this wonderful restaurant and you're ordering off an amazing menu and yet dim lighting will reduce your appetite hmm I don't know put some Italian
4: in front of me and I don't care what kind of light is in there <laughs> yeah pizza, that falls into Italian group. Um, well. That's pretty interesting, though. You know, with Valentine's Day coming up, people may be going to eat in places like that for dinner.
3: Well, it would seem to me if that fact were so, but, I mean, I'm not doubting it. Wouldn't you want a brightly lit, then, if you were a restaurateur? Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. So people would eat more. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite restaurants growing up was Marzetti's. Downtown. Right on, uh, let see, wasn't it on... Uh, like a couple numbers see high street divided w- east and west yep so this would have been on east broad by just a couple numbers
4: oh okay
3: i i know about where you are is it still there in it uh, well i don't know i've lost track over the years well let's just how about it, folks? Does Marzetti's restaurant still exist down on Capitol Square in Columbus? Our number is 740-592-6646. If so, if, but whether... Well, i got to be there tomorrow. Maybe Pat and I will go to have my teeth there. There you
4: go. I'll tell you, one of, one of my favorites... In that area. Of course, I just said Italian, and it made me think of Buca De Beppo. It's an Italian restaurant. A couple of them. There's one in Worthington, mm-hmm. and there's one in downtown Columbus. Yeah, and Worthington's my hometown. Yeah, so if you get shut out at uh, Marzetti's, that one's oh, open.
3: On Facebook, there's been this outpouring of largely outrage that the famous Worthington Inn is going to cease to be what it's been all these years. It's a very historic building. My dad even had an office in it for some years. But it basically uh, was a restaurant and an inn. And Mr. Snyder was the owner of it when I was growing up. In the Snyder family for many generations, but um, everybody there's a real backlash because they're talking about the Worthington Inn no, no longer being a restaurant mm. and actually being turned into all business offices. Okay. Oh well, huh? look
4: look at this here. Is well, this, is what this am I looking at? Where 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 here? where? where? Turn quick! Do a three sixty. Do a one eighty. Now do a three sixty. Yeah. Is that it? That was it. Okay.
3: I don't know if it
4: still is. I don't either. I'm. I'm gonna look. I just
3: wanted to make sure that was it. Yeah. And uh, we would go in, and there was a Mr. Marzetti. This was a family business. I don't know if there was. I only remember one person being referred to as Mr. Marzetti. My dad called, called him by first name. and Oh, Mr. Palmer, great to see you, that sort of thing. But um, look at what they've built. Marzetti salad dressings and all of those things. It's the same family company going back all those years. And uh, their products sold in... Uh, all of our grocery stores in our region and, I think, nationwide.
4: That restaurant opened in 1896. Okay. Teresa Marzetti arrived in Columbus from Florence, Italy, and opened her small Italian restaurant. Four-star restaurant known for its salad dressings, as mm-hmm. you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And
3: does it speak of its current
4: status? Well, the, what I'm finding are three locations of a Marzetti called T. Marzetti. Hmm. I don't know if that's the same Marzetti's chain or not. It would be fun to find
3: out. Yeah. All right, great. We've got a caller here. Uh, let me bring them on board. Good morning. Oops. Well, I, I, have, I failed to punch a button. Start over, please.
1: Oh, good morning, David Scott.
3: Uh, hi, good morning. We're
1: talking about Italian restaurants, there's a real nice one down in Galveste called Tuscany.
4: I've eaten there. It is good. Yes, it is.
1: Yes. Just thought I'd mention that. And since you were talking about trailers,
3: Mm-hmm.
1: my wife and I have been out there a couple times. And on Fridays they have
3: baked goods. Yes, I we were there on a Saturday, and there was one pan left of of dinner rolls. Well, we didn't get that, but we will tell you that their cinnamon rolls are awfully good. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. I, I've heard secondhand about them, but we got the the, the uh, dinner rolls, and we loved them.
1: Yes, and that gentleman out there is very helpful. We've been looking to replace our gas insert logs, and he spent quite a bit of time on the phone with some of his suppliers trying to find what would fit our opening. So
3: mm-hmm.
1: very, very very helpful gentleman out there.
3: Nice people. I, I met the son. I have not met the, uh, I, I guess, father. Um, this was Saturday. And uh, we're, we're um, going to talk. I'd like to have them come in and be on the air and talk about their unique things.
1: Oh, yes. There are a lot of unique
3: things down there. Yeah. Yes, there is. Well, have a good day, gentlemen. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, 970 WATH, you were going to yeah, say. It. That
4: Tuscany restaurant in Galpolis is, is really tasty. I had some lasagna there, and uh, it was fantastic. It's, I think it's the old Pizza Hut right there on the main drag. Okay. Uh, as you keep going by where the Silver Bridge is, okay. uh, a couple miles beyond that maybe. But, uh, yeah, it's really tasty Italian. Sounds like a fun trip this weekend. Yeah, there you go. Tuscany.
3: T-U-S-C-A-N-Y. All right. um, Folks, let's do the COVID thing. Okay. I hope that you realize... uh, Well, first of all, there's a lot of work that goes into this report. Um, And I'm talking about from my personal point of view. Um, But I have tracked this from day one. It's uh, I have somewhere in the neighborhood of 40,000 entries. Okay. Athens, Ohio. And again, our figure, we try to, we, you know, this is a, a moving figure every day. So, if you pick a certain time each day, that shows the accuracy where if you, like, one day, one day you did it at 10 a.m., the next day you did it at 6 p.m., you don't have the true tracking. Okay, so just take my word for it. Athens County, yesterday... 4,263 cases, that was an increase of 33 cases from the day before. Of those cases, 553 were active, 160 of which required hospitalization. We now have 3,697 people who have recovered. We did add another death yesterday. We're up to 13 now. You know, we were at 9 for a very long period. But then in the last few days, there was 10 for a couple days, then 12, and then 13. Athens County. Vaccinations. Again, this is as of 2 o'clock yesterday yesterday. The number I show is 5,769 have received at least one shot, and some two. But they only count you once, whether you are on your first or second shot. So that's 8.83. So 8.8% of our population in our county has received at least their first shot. Uh, I myself and my wife did receive our call from the county health department, and we get our shot uh, Friday 11 ish. Uh, that's the time I'm talking about, 11 o'clock. Okay, the state of Ohio. Let's see, as of yesterday, 925,350 cases have occurred, 90,961 are current, and by current I mean active, 6,869 require ICU. 40,984 other hospital treatment or general hospital treatment we have 31,315 recovering at their homes in the state of Ohio like I said we had we have grown to 925 350 cases But as of right now, 834,389 are recovered. Deaths. As of yesterday, we stand at 11,793. Now, vaccinations. Who's back there? Oh, hi. Vaccinations. Uh, We have had in the state of Ohio 1,076,415 vaccinations. Um, That is 9.21%. So 9.2. Here in our county, 8.8. Okay, I was unable to get our U.S. vaccinations yesterday, or our world ones, but um, I think I just ran out of time, and then forgot. But we have the rest of the data, so we'll, we won't we won't worry about the world today. But we will deal with uh, the US, the U.S. So uh, with 330. 2 million people live in the US. There were 53,000 new cases yesterday. I'm rounding it off a bit, uh, bringing the total of the cases to 27,754,000. 478,000 died. Currently, we have 97, I'm sorry, 9,700,000 active cases. And if you do the math, that means we have 17,576,000 who have recovered. Now, I I do some... um, extrapolations of the figures. And, for example, where Ohio has had, I'm sorry, Athens. I meant Athens. Where Athens has had now, as of yesterday, 4,263 cases. If they were like the state of Ohio, they would have had Five thousand one hundred and seventy-two, or nine hundred and nine more cases than they've had. I think that's a positive statement. Well, we got uh, what four minutes left. Um, yeah, yeah, it looks like it. I turned your mic off back there for a moment. Oh, that's okay. We, yeah, someone stepped
4: in to say something for a few moments, so thank you.
3: Um, Yeah, we've got, uh, what, three minutes? You know, we have this impeachment thing for a second time. The headline from the New York Times says, The impeachment trial gets off to a rough start for Donald Trump. Um about the coronavirus the world leaders are saying it's very unlikely that the coronavirus which had been developed in Wuhan, China, accidentally leaked from that lab. They're saying it's more likely um, carelessness and maybe even more Sinister reasons that it got out. Let's see here. Here's an interesting statement. It says people with dementia have been twice as likely to get it. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Go on, and much more likely to be hospitalized than the same age without dementia. Um, Eli Lilly, uh, their um, vaccine has now been imp- um, not improved, rather, approved. So, does that bring to five or six?
4: Uh, th- that would probably make six, wouldn't it? I think so. I think Johnson & Johnson was number five. And then there's another one
3: that, um... Well, anyway. Um, folks, we are out of time. Uh, once again, I apologize. I cannot be here tomorrow. I'll be in Columbus fighting the weather, I guess. And, uh, but we'll wrap up the week on, um... Uh, Friday together. So yep. Scott, you, it's all yours, dude. Let's do it. And, um... Have you ever watched a podcast? Yes. In our 71st year of service to southeast, southeast Ohio, AM
2: 970 and 97.1 FM, W-A-T-H-E-H-E-N-G-A-T-H-E-N-G-A-T-H-E-N-G-A-T-H-E-N-G-A-T-H-E-N-G-A-T-H-E-N-G-A-T-H-E-N-G-A-T-H-E-N-G-A-T-H-E-N-G-A-T-H-E-N-G-A-T-H-E-N-G-A-T-H-E-N-G-A-T-H-E-N-G is CBS News On The Hour, presented by Indeed.com.
0: I'm Cammy McCormick. Day two of Donald Trump's impeachment trial, the beginning of opening arguments. Correspondent Major Garrett on the prosecution strategy.
2: We're going to say that what happened on January 6th was not an isolated incident, that it was the culmination of a campaign that sought to undermine the Constitution, undermine support in our country for institutions, and support for a free and fair election. And that, they will say, is a high crime and a misdemeanor. And if it isn't, then there can be no rational definition for this country going forward as to what is a high crime and misdemeanor.
0: Security remains extremely tight at the U.S. Capitol. The Biden administration is promising to help correct vaccine disparities by delivering doses soon to community health centers. In Miami-Dade County, Mayor Daniela Levine-Cava says they're ready to roll, but need more doses. People who may not be able to get transportation uh, or do a drive-through site, we want to be sure that we go to them. We have a mobile unit we ready to deploy that. A new poll finds many Americans disappointed in the distribution effort so far. Elaine Cobb has that. Even as more vaccines become available, 66% of Americans say they are not satisfied with the rollout. 21% say they are very dissatisfied. That's according to a Gallup poll out today. The poll found more people are now keen to get the vaccine. 71% say they are willing, up from 65% in December. It's cold out there in many parts of the country. Meteorologists Jeff Berardelli. We have a big blocking warm high across the Arctic that is displacing and forcing an Arctic invasion.